You are listening to Just Another Podcast. Contact us directly at Just Another Podcast Live at gmail.com. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Podcast. I'm your boy Daryl. And I'm your boy Will. We are excited to be back with you guys. It's funny because we're actually coming off of a little hiatus. Um, unfortunately, because we were prepared, you guys probably don't even know this, right? Because we're a little bit ahead. Um, but it has been over a week since we've posted. Um, and so this past weekend, now that we're recording this, is Valentine's Day just went by. So I do kind of want to break, kind of break down kind of what our weekend has looked like and what our week has looked like. Um, Cause we definitely had some life changing moments um, that happened this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and start with you, Will. And we can kind of, or do you want me to start whichever? Um, yeah, you go ahead and start. Yeah, let's, let me start. So, um, so this past week I actually lost my grandfather on my mother's side. Um, and so that was definitely unexpected, unexpected loss. And so our family has definitely been trying to cope. Um, but at the same time, it's been kind of an opportunity for us to celebrate his life and kind of all the things that he poured into us. Um, and so one of the cool things we did, we did was we went in the studio and shot a music tribute. And the cool thing was my mom and my aunt sing and my uncles and my brothers and cousins played instruments and I created a video. Um, and we just had this, this amazing, um, this amazing just combination of talent that all came from one man's vision, right? Um, and so I think it was just so powerful to reflect on kind of the vision that my grandfather had for his family. Um, and so for, for those you don't know, I'm from North Carolina. And so I have one of those country church boy stories. Um, my family had a group called the Jackson family, similar to the Jackson five where the dad made the kids grow up and sing. And so I, they, they kind of did that their whole lives. Um, I have an uncle who plays professional guitar for like CC Winans. He's played for all Jill Scott, all kinds of people. Uh, my brother's a music producer. Uh, shout out to him, uh, Rajay Lou. Um, and so my family is very musical. Um, and so just to see, I think it was for me, because we kind of talked in past episodes about our immediate families. Um, And so I think for me, my grandparents on both sides were the best examples of relationships that I had, right? Um, And on both sides of my family, similar stories of the music, the music upbringing from my grandfather's, um, and that's kind of how my parents met. And that's the whole musical story. And so I don't know if you guys follow me on social media, but a few months ago, I had a birthday. Um, everybody started singing happy birthday. And everybody that wasn't in my family was surprised to sound like a choir, right? Um, that's just because we're a musical family and that's kind of always how it's been. Um, and so I'm excited. It's, it's sad to see. And both I've lost both my grandfathers in the last year and a half or so. Uh, but just to see what their intentional efforts, right? They decided like my family is going to play instruments like they spoke it over their children. I've heard stories how my granddaddy used to lay his hands on my aunts and my mom and my uncles and just literally speak into their lives and just to see the things that he left behind and how they're going to kind of live on is definitely a beautiful thing to see for sure. How are you doing? I'm, I don't know. It's, it's one of those, this is definitely, and me and my grandfather was close. For some reason, and I don't know if it just hasn't hit me yet or mm-hmm. if it's disbelief, <clears throat> but I just have a certain level of calm about it, right? Um, my grandfather was very independent guy. He literally used to call me and, you know, for the listeners that don't know, I'm a pharmacist and my granddad used to call me and talk about his medications. <laughs> and I tell you, he literally called me 
just to get me to say something to make him feel okay about not taking his medication. <laughs> and so we already know black men, it's hard enough to get us to go to the doctors, let alone take medications. And he'll be like, uh, look this medication up, this uh, met, met, uh, I don't know how to say this word. <laughs> look it up, ask you to look up the side effects. What's that stuff for do to you? So, you know, you know, you tell him what it's for. You like, what's the side effects though? You read the side effects and he like, now, I'd be a fool if I took that. <laughs> what, I, what I look like, and you know, medications already, you know, everybody see it on the commercial, you know, you, it'd be a medication for itching and the side effects would be death, heart attack, stroke, <laughs> uh, uh, permanent erections, constipation. I ain't no telling what's gonna happen. And so you my- might get paralysis too. <laughs> bro, that's how I'd be. Head, head explosion. <laughs> um, and so all my all my grandparents was like that. They never really liked medications. And so that was my constant battle. I um, mean, it's interesting because though those are the people who make me level-headed when I do go to work, because I meet mm. so many people like my grandparents who don't want to take their medications or think they're not necessary. Um, and so just getting people to realize the importance of medications, how they affect your body, which ones you should be on or shouldn't be on um, has been an interesting journey. Um, but overall, I just, I've been at ease, you know, mm. um, I think it's tough. I know when you, especially when you're around family, you know, you, it's always, you always get that, that grieving, sad spirit, you know, cause you're mourning mm -hmm. the loss of someone. Um, but for some reason, I, I really feel at peace. He was very independent and he didn't want to lose that. Right. Mm. And so I'm, I'm happy that he got to live out his life and kind of pour out what he wanted to in the world. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's, it's so much fruit coming from it. And it's interesting because I would show you guys, I have it in my car, but my grandmother who lost, who died about five or six years ago, she was our family's first photographer, videographer, right? Mm -hmm. And so she had thousands and thousands of pictures, videos. And so I found this old, this old camera um, that I might show you guys next episode, but I found it in their barn. And so I'm excited to put it in a box. And if I make it one day, kind of have it as kind of like of a momentum piece of, you know, where it all started. So I think I'm good overall, definitely sad that he's not here. Um, but excited to, to kind of live on the legacy that he started. Very cool. And so for, the, for those of you that, uh, don't know us personally, um, I hadn't met um, this grandparent that passed away for Daryl, but I did meet his uh, grandfather on his father's side. And if you know Daryl, Daryl is hilarious. Daryl gets that funny bone from his grandfather. I remember one, I think it was, was it Thanksgiving or grad graduation? It was something. We went, we drove out to Goldsboro to spend some time with your family. And y'all, when I tell you, like, I almost died of laughter. Like, it's like so I, I say all that to say like like you know brother um your family has been in our prayers we hope all's going well and you know there's an old proverb which is ironic that you know both these events happened this week that says you know sometimes when we lose a loved one that means that God is just making space for a new one right right and that that definitely leads perfectly into kind of how your week, how your week went. And I know we've mentioned, you know, the progression throughout the podcast. Um, so I know the fans definitely want to update on what's kind of been going on on your end. Sure, sure. So this past Wednesday was my 30th birthday. Um, and so, I mean, I'm a, I'm not really a big birthday person, but I do like, I, I do enjoy my birthday. And so, as many of you know, uh, my fiance Ashley, she was due on February 5th. So come fast forward to Wednesday, February 10th, she's about um, about five days uh, past due. And she had booked me this whole, um, this whole spa day. Uh, I'm talking about massage, uh, cleansing, like all this. And before y'all get on my back, talk about some why you gonna enjoy yourself while you got your pregnant wife at home. She literally forced me out the house, y'all. I did not want to go home. I was like, no, baby, you're pregnant. Like, 
he can come anytime. She was like, well, the, the place is 15 minutes away. If I go into labor, I can wait 15 minutes for you to come home. So I was like, all right, she went through the trouble of doing all this. She spent all this money. Let me go uh, take it in. So, you know, it was beautiful. You know, I woke up the, that morning when I got a haircut. As y'all can see the last couple of episodes, if y'all been watching this on YouTube, I was looking a little bit scruffy. Um, uh, you know, came home, got dressed, went to the club, um, had an amazing massage, had a facial, had a, uh, like, I don't even know what this thing was called. It was like almost like floating, like in water. But anyways, like it was an amazing experience. And so after that, you know, had lunch and then I came home. And when I came home, you know, um, we were talking and um, one of the things that they've been saying is, you know, when you need, like, especially when you're going past due, you need to monitor your um, your heart rate and so, um, or your blood pressure. And so like, she was um, a little bit dizzy. Um, her head was hurting a little bit. So I was like, all right, you know, check your uh, blood pressure. So we checked it the first time and it was um, over 140. Now that's the marker where um, they informed us that if it was over 140, we need to come in, right? And we had talked about like, you know, um, you know, if he doesn't come by X date, like uh, scheduling an induction for um, so forth and so on. But again, like we didn't know it was gonna be on this date. And I had made the joke um, a couple months back that watched him come on my birthday. And it's so funny how God works, right? So, you know, um, she was like, you know, let me take a shower, let me relax a little bit, and I'll take the blood pressure thing again. So she, take, she takes it again, and the number is still high. And I'm like, no, we're calling, the, we're calling the hospital, we're going to the hospital. She was like, no, it's not that serious. I just don't want to go there and have to come back. I'm like, it's not up to you. Like, we're, like I'm going to make sure that you and our baby are safe. So we're going to the hospital. So she calls them. They're like, no, you need to come in. So... Mind you, the car has been packed up now for three, four weeks. Like we weren't playing no games. And so I packed up my laptops, um, you know, made sure that um, the cat had food and we dipped out. We got there, they checked her out. They're like, no, you need to get in due. So long story short, um, on Friday morning at 6.39, my son Ashton Legend Anya was born. And when I tell y'all like, this is the different level of love, joy, excitement, and a little bit of terror that I've ever felt in my life, right? Um, and just being able to look down on him and see my nose, like see my toes, the fact that his uh, birthmark is on the same leg as mine, like, and being able to like look down and actually say, yo, this is my son. Like, that's just been an experience that I just, who I can't put in words. Bro, so it didn't happen on a Thursday. So. It didn't happen on Thursday. It almost did though. I mean, like she she went into labor on Thursday. It just ain't happened till uh, Friday. Yeah. So maybe maybe you maybe you you interpreted the dream wrong and you thought that uh, it was gonna be he was gonna be here on Thursday. Maybe your dream meant she was gonna go into labor on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so I think it's it's so dope. Um. I know, I know, I know you guys are super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's amazing because I know this past weekend was Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And I think in both of our situations, we were able to see how amazing the women we have in our life are. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, totally completely diff- different scenarios, but it's so like having that, having that kind of support system and mm-hmm. having someone in your life to kind of go through the ups and the downs with, I think is so, so important. Um, and it keeps you level. Right. And I think it's, it's sometimes that those hard, maybe stressful, whether that's good stress or bad mm-hmm. stress, those are the moments where you can really appreciate kind of how, or what you have, you know? Um, so shout out, shout out to our fiancés, um, definitely. definitely amazing women, definitely exciting weekend, um, unexpected uh, Valentine's Day. Um, so were you, I know you guys, you know, we're doing the whole, um, um, I know everything was fresh for you guys. Did you guys, mm-hmm. were you guys able to do anything for Valentine's Day or is it just? slept. Yeah. So, you know, she was, in totality, she was in labor a little bit over 20 hours. 
And so from like Thursday, from like Thursday early afternoon, so like from 1 p.m. to like Friday at 9 a.m., like we were up the entire time. And so, you know, for Sunday, we were uh, still in the hospital because he did come with the core wrap around his um, neck. So he had a little bit of um, complications, but he's totally fine now, doing great. And so we had to stay a couple extra days. But, um, but yeah, so we, we slept. We haven't officially uh, felt, you know, the whole um, sleepless nights yet, but I'm sure they're there to come. But it's just, I don't know, like, it's it's a different feeling holding him in my arms. And like today, like I held him and fed him for the first time. And it was just, oh man, like, whew. Bro, that's, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. I, I can't, I can only imagine how excited yeah. you were. It's just, or just proud, you know, just to, just to do something so amazing. Like, Definitely. like that's dope. Um, and so, so my Valentine's day, so I was wrapping up everything and then I actually did a wedding. So shout out to our line brother, uh, Derek Hicks and now Joy Hicks, married man. Congratulations, um, brother. All, all of our, uh, all of our line brothers, you know, that aren't, that aren't engaged and married. The, the time is ticking. I know y'all Listen. probably listening. <laughs> It's probably about 10 of y'all that's playing. Yeah. Um, but it, it's definitely, I think, good to see the progression. Mm-hmm. Um, exciting to see us all, not all, not even just those who are getting engaged and married, but I think it's, it's so heartwarming just to see the progression that we've mm-hmm. made as men, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, the day after we crossed, want nobody thinking about marriage um and then just to now to see families forming and Mm -hmm. people buying houses Mm -hmm. and starting businesses Mm -hmm. um i think is an amazing thing um so it's it's beautiful bro it is It, it, it very much so is and i think it's it's also one of those situations too where it's like and going back to the conversation we had last week about homecoming right like I look forward to bringing Ashton to campus. I look forward uh, to Ashton playing with Reed's twins and playing with Stefan's son or playing with Double D's son and daughter and so forth and so on, right? Like it's one of those situations where I look forward to seeing our children interact with um, each other the way we interact with one another. And I think that's truly a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think it's definitely gonna be a good feeling. I'm gonna catch up with y'all soon. <laughs> I gotta. I'm. Uh, I'm getting married in October, so hopefully I'll be. Hopefully I'll be in the uh, family game soon. Listen, man, join the daddy's club. I'm the newest member. That's real. That's real. So I'm gonna surprise you. I'm gonna surprise you. Oh man, here we go. So you you mentioned it. You you the one brought up. You know, the carbon pack for months. So I got mm. to give, I, I think one of the things people love about this podcast is just the pure humor mm-hmm. of it all, right? So I got to get you to tell the story about your chair in the parking space. <laughs> <laughs> you got to chill. The people got to know y'all. y'all and he won't even go, before he even tell the story, he won't even going to let me know how it ended, bro. <laughs> So oh, I'm, I'm going to turn it over. You got to let the people know All what y'all right, been so going through. Before I say this, uh, I'm going to say this. Lord, charge it to my head, not my heart. The Lord knows my heart. I mean this. But so a couple of weeks back, we had a really bad snowstorm. I'm talking about like it was at least like uh, like it had to be like at least eight, like eight to ten inches, right? And so I live in West Philly. And for those of you who didn't know about West Philly, parking is very scarce. And on the block where my home is, it's like one street and it's very difficult to find parking there. And again, because, you know, Ashley was pregnant, like we were approaching the due date, I got really nervous. And so one day I was able to secure a spot. Um, So the day before the snowstorm really hit, I was able to secure a spot. 
And so the next day I, um, I shoveled out the spot and every time I would leave, I would put a chair there just to save that spot. Right. Cause that's an unspoken rule in Philly. Like you see somebody chair in a parking spot, like you don't move it. And it, you know, it worked well for a while. I pull up one day, my chair is gone. So I, I thought my chair was gone, but what had actually happened, somebody had moved my chair and parked in my spot. So at this point, I'm hot, right? Because like my uh, my neighbors, like we're relatively, I mean, we don't interact on a daily basis, but it's like, hey, neighbor, hi, neighbor. Everybody relatively knows each other, right? And so um, I'm looking at the car. I'm like, I don't recognize this car. And, you know, like most of my neighbors, at least on this uh, lower side of the block, I know their vehicles. And so at this point, I'm mad. So I don't know if I called you to tell you or like you called me or like we just happened to be on the phone. And so y'all, like I was big mad. Like I'm talking about like, I'm coming to the house. I can't believe somebody would disrespect me and move my 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 chair and take my parking spot. Do they know that my fiance is pregnant and this baby can come at any moment? I ain't got time to be parking around the block. Like I was mad y'all. Like I'm talking about like, you talking about like somebody was hot Big Bro. man, and I'm I'm on the phone instigating y'all the whole time. I'm, talking I'm on about the Darryl. phone like Ashley, what you doing in the house? You just gonna let her park in the spot? <laughs> I'm talking about Daryl's not making it no better. If y'all ever remember like movies back in the day where you had like the the good angel and the devil on your shoulders, Daryl were no good angel. There it was just both two two Daryl devils, and so I get upstairs and Daryl just antagonizing Ashley like I can't believe you was sleep. You supposed to be watching the parking spot. And so Ashley writes this whole letter, y'all. I'm talking about um, to, to whom it may concern. This parking spot belongs to us. You need to move your vehicle immediately. And so I happened to, I think I was heading out somewhere. And so I was like getting dressed and getting ready. Uh, to. I think I was running to the store or something. And we see the people coming out. And so, like, we opened the so up our upstairs bedroom, like you can see down to the um to the street. So we opened the window, and like I'm like, excuse me, sir, um, you're in my spot. And y'all, when I tell you, like, if this if there was ever a moment where Jesus should have struck me down, it should have been this moment. This man, I'm talking about my man had to be at least a good sixty three point sixty three and a half at least. Like he was, he was creeping on 64, but not quite 65 yet. This man gets out, he's like, oh, sir, I'm so sorry. You know, we just working on these houses. Not, we just had something to do real quick. And I didn't mean no disrespect. Y'all, this dude is old enough to be my grandfather. And like, I'm just sitting here and I feel terrible. And he was like, you know, we about to leave. So like, long story short, listen, I don't know. I think the lesson I learned from here is that don't take things to heart. Don't take things too seriously. Things happen. And don't stress yourself out about something that you have no control over. But yeah, yeah, I I, I, feel, I felt like a terrible human being that day. I'm talking about my man, 86 and a half. You? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Can't believe you embarrassed me out here like that, Daryl. Bro, I had to because... You you called me out about that balloon situation with my little cousin. <laughs> yeah. So I had to let them you know. I want, go. I want the only bad person, man. <laughs> yeah. I want the only bad person. We all so did you did you were did you ever put the was did the letter ever make it onto the truck? Did one make it onto the truck? The letter that Ashley wrote. Nah, we, we ripped it up, bro. <laughs> you should have saved it. <laughs> You should have saved it, read it see, to the baby. See, no, y'all see this? This this is why I am the way I am. It's because of Daryl. I am a good person. Hey man, that story tickled me, man. That story tickled me. But I mean, that's true though. It's crazy because I think, and this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I'm gonna make it work. So kind of like when you found out mm -hmm. the guy and his intentions, right? Mm -hmm. it's like it completely invalidated how you felt mm -hmm. it right? changed the situation it changed the situation and I think that is just something that so many of us do mm -hmm. and I kind of was talking to some of my friends about how so many times like mm -hmm. how what you do is perceived 
that's what makes the impact versus your intentions, right? Mm. Um, and so even, and it's crazy because I had to kind of do a self check, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, there, I mean, there are sometimes I could be mad sensitive, like it could be something crazy, right? So for mm -hmm. you, it was a parking spot. And you like, I know I wasn't disrespected like this, right? Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it could be just something so small that'll just take you from zero to 100. Exactly. And so I've been recently trying to practice asking myself, is what I felt mm -hmm. the intention of the person, mm. right? And so like in your situation is you felt like you're prohibiting me from taking care of my family mm -hmm. and getting my fiance to the hospital. You know what? That, I, I can't even say that because I didn't tell you, I didn't, y'all, I didn't tell you the whole story. What's so the whole story? What, what makes the situation worse is as I was fussing about all this, there was an open parking spot about three spots down from me. Like it would have took me all of a fourth of a second to drive that extra eight feet to the other parking spot. But it was, it was just the fact that somebody had the audacity to move my chair from my spot right, that like right. just completely took me off the edge. Right. Right. But I, what I'm saying, like, it's like the assumption that they don't respect you enough not to do that. Right? Exactly. And so I know I've been working on asking. So like when I, when I feel offended, about something, I try to ask myself, was this the intent? Like, this is how I feel, mm -hmm. but is what happened the person who did his intention? And I think that has been helping me to kind of dial back my raw emotions, right? And so like, in my, I can't even think of a good example. Um, oh, I, I don't know. So I'm gonna just make up something. So like, I make some some chicken, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I make some chicken for a friend. My friend eats the chicken and they might be like, yeah, this ain't good. My first response is you just disrespected my whole <laughs> my whole chef degree. I don't work so hard. I done slayed. It took me took me 24 hours to marinate that chicken and then I I I smoked it. You know, you, everything that you put into it. But I'm it's kind of like remember down to the uh, paprika that you put in it, bro. I put two and three fourths teaspoons in there, <laughs> and that was my last bottle too. Right, but like in reality, they just don't like it, mm. and it's not nothing meant to hurt you or nothing meant to kind of tear you down. And so I think it's interesting just that whole concept of kind of intentions versus mm -hmm. impact. Mm. Right. And, and just also just trying to trying to be intentional about the things that I do mm -hmm. and and realizing that everything that I do don't make the impact that I was looking for. Mm. Mm. So talk about um, intentions. There's something that uh, recently went viral and I would love to get your take on it. And I don't know if you saw this video, but there was this man that basically uh, sent out a viral video about how men should not chase women. Did you see that video? Bro, I literally talked about it on one of the podcasts yesterday. Listen, but we're about to bring it back up. All right, so for those of you who aren't, who aren't familiar, um, this guy, I forget his name, we'll find it, we'll make sure uh, you guys have the opportunity to, um, um, we'll actually add it so you can actually uh, listen in on the conversation. But he basically made a statement that you know men should not chase women. That oh, hold on, let me let me let me look it up real quick. Okay, because I think it'll be very impactful if we can if we can pull it up. So I'm a, I'm gonna pause the recording real quick and then I'm gonna play it for you guys. So we are back, and so I have the clip. So I'm gonna play the clip real quick and then we'll jump right into it. Said that men should not chase women. I mean, men, men should not chase women. So. Uh, so yes, I, I had a recent video where I have three reasons why men should not chase women. Mm. And the reality is that one, we've taken this he who finds a wife scripture and distorted it completely. Finding is not the same thing as chasing. 
okay? Spying can need to come upon something. Mm -hmm. However, chasing is like going after something that's running away from you, mm -hmm. that is making you go through extra hoops. And the reality is that in relationship dynamics, we have a lot of women who are sitting back saying, okay, he has to prove to me that he's worth it, right? But the reality is that you're in that position because you've been hurt before and you have not healed from that. So now you have your walls up. That is setting the dynamic up to now be dysfunctional and unhealthy. And there's so many things that can go wrong there. I can go through a whole list of reasons why this dynamic of the man chasing the woman is going to cause problems. The man's going to lose focus in his life. All right, the man can easily now start to overlook red flags because he's busy chasing, 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 chasing. And that's not what God wants any of us to do. Men or women, we're not supposed to chase after the other. We're supposed to have a mutual effort in building a healthy relationship. And so I think we have to be very careful with this chasing um, that we tell men to do because it really is not working to their benefit. And the reality is that if you were to survey men and you ask them, those who have chased the majority have found themselves played. Those who, who stood strong and still, of course, express your interest, express your desire, show an effort to get to know this woman, absolutely. But once we get into chasing, it does not work in the man's favor. What about the man that chases you down to the floor? Then gets you, <laughs> chase you all the way down to the floor, then get you. And then once you give in and, can, and concede, then he treats you like, like you weren't worth the chase. Exactly. So who's that guy? Well, that guy is the, still the chasing guy. So here's the thing. The man who's chasing in most situations, mm -hmm. his mindset is, okay, I'm going to do all this work to get you. Now that I've gotten you, it's your turn to give to me. Mm. I don't have to keep pointing because I did not Exactly. We're not, it's not a, it's a one-sided affair. So you start off one-sided, you're going to continue one-sided. But the problem is he's going to switch it to your side now. And now it's on you to give to him. That's what you find in a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. The man will chase till he gets you. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, what you gonna do for now me what? now? Mm -hmm. Well, let's go back to this chasing. <laughs> <laughs> So go ahead, Will. Go ahead and kind of jump in with your, the thoughts that you were sharing. So I have, a, I have a few thoughts on this, right? And so initially, when I first saw this video, I analyzed it for a second. And I think, you know, um, and again, this is completely my opinion. And this is not this is not Daryl's opinion. This is not the opinions of just another podcast. This is solely Will Anya's opinion. When a lot of women think about uh, a man chasing them, right? is derived from the old um, ideology of courting, right? And so initially what courting, um, you know, for those of you who are familiar, when a man was interested in a woman, you know, he would go to her family or go, you know, pursue her. He would um, buy her flowers. He would buy her parents different things. Even in, you know, my, um, uh, my culture, when a man goes to, you know, find a wife, there's something called bride price, right? And a bride price is basically, um, and you know, back in our village, um, it was like, you know, whether it was goats, money, chicken, food, that you would basically give to the family of the bride to say that you're worthy of taking care of their daughter, right? And so fast forward a couple, um, couple centuries, uh, we're here now, and this notion of chasing, um, so I actually agree with the brother, right? I agree with them off the basis that this idea of chasing, um, and again, speaking specifically just for me and my viewpoints alone, I'm not looking to find somebody that I need to chase. I'm not looking to find somebody that, you know, I need to prove myself to you and I, I need to prove myself worthy to you. Because just the same way that you may feel that I need to prove yourself uh, I need to prove myself to you. I feel that you need to prove yourself to me, right? Because like, I look at a relationship as a partnership, right? And I think that's one of the things that I love about um, 
my relationship with my fiance. Yes, there's specific gender norms that, you know, we abide by, like tomorrow's trash day. So after this podcast, I'm going to go get the trash and put it up, uh, you know, uh, take care of it and, and put it outside. But I also wash dishes, right? You know, in my household, um, when it comes to building things, Ashley's really more so the builder. Like Ashley will build a bookcase, she'll build a desk. Heck, if I let her, she'll build the, the whole gym set, right? Whereas that's not really my forte. Like I do laundry for the last past two days because we just had a bunch of laundry powered up because we were waiting for the ba- uh, for the baby. I've been doing a, I did probably about ten loads of laundry, right? And so I think you know it's it's almost distorted too. And you know the last one I'm gonna make to it. So I saw this uh, post that B Simone posted, and you know for those of you who know B Simone, people still mad about the whole book situation. But she she kind of made a valid point, right? Because Daryl, I'm sure you've seen the thing that uh, or the notion that oh, what you got to bring to the table, right? And this notion that a lot of women have as you know like if you want to be with me what you bring to the table and she and she made a valid point that you know well you want somebody that's six foot six foot two you want somebody that's rich you want somebody that's athletic you want somebody with an eight pack but you over here in the unemployment line you over here got um ain't got no degrees you over here like what makes you think you gonna get that man when you don't match up the woman that he thinks that he should be with. So I don't know. My thoughts are a little bit scrambled, but that that was just my whole understanding and ideology of like how I, I saw that situation. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I think I think is I think is so many layers to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um I definitely agree with his overall concept of not chasing women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did a quick Google search and just a simple word chase means to pursue in order to catch or catch up with, right? And when I think of catching something, like you're, you're chasing to catch something, right? Mm-hmm. And when I think of catch, I think of trap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. this is something that was running from you. Mm. Um, and so just the, the concept of if it's running from you, is it meant for you? Mm. You know? Um, and so I definitely think it's definitely a dangerous thing to, to literally be, not literally, but like mm-hmm. you can find yourself in a dangerous situation because when you're chasing someone, and this mm-hmm. is, maybe I'm overthinking this, but like when I'm thinking about chasing someone, that's already putting me in a situation where I'm behind them, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times when when the kind of the, the building of your relationship is this mm-hmm. pursuit, mm-hmm. you never get to see who the person is face-to-face because mm. you've always been chasing them, mm. right? And so when you finally get them to turn around and see who they are, they may not be what you thought they were, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's even as simple as, and this is going back to my not as good days, but you see somebody in the mall, way, way out there. And you like, wow, this looks like an attractive person. Mm-hmm. You catch up and they turn around and they look like God knows what, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't, from the chasing perspective, everything looks good from behind. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it's definitely dangerous to chase, especially in this, there's a, especially in this culture where we live in a very sensitive culture in general. Um, And so it's not as acceptable to, to push yourself on two situations and women. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think men in general in this generation have to be more kind of cognitive of how we approach dating and what we feel we may be entitled to yeah right because just that concept of hunting and chasing implies that i can force my will upon you mm-hmm. right and so mm-hmm. i think i definitely agree um i think the only thing if i was him and i was articulating it i think the only thing that i probably wouldn't have said is kind of 
the comment of women being hurt and building that wall. And that's kind of why they require that because I don't mm-hmm. think that's every woman's situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I definitely agree. Um, I, and you know, I agree with that because like same with women's vice versa with men, right? There are men that have been in situations where they've been hurt before and as, as a result of that and feeling, and listen, if you've never felt heartbreak, that's a different type of pain. That ain't, you can't take no Tylenol or no ibuprofen for that. Like, that is a different type of pain, right? And so I think, you know, a lot of people are in situations where they find themselves, like I remember a couple of years back, this girl that uh, I was talking to at the time actually told me that I was testing you. And when she said that, when I tell you the level of disrespect I felt, I think equally, I felt almost as disrespected as that man that took my parking spot until I found out it was somebody's granddaddy. Right. And so it's 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 one of those situations where like I think it's a very precarious situation, but it's also it's also one of those things that like I'm a firm believer that you know if you put good energy out there, you'll receive good energy. Whereas, you know, if you put out negative energy, there's probably a reason why you're going to receive negative energy, right? Like, you know, people, both men and women are always saying that, you know, why can't I find a good man? Why can't I find a a good woman? It's like, well, take stock of yourself. Like, what are you attracting to yourself, right? And I say that as someone that used to date, you know, people that I didn't necessarily see myself developing a life with and it was until I like let go and let God that I found somebody that you know was my life partner but again I'm speaking from a very privileged situation and my situation might not be everybody's but that those were just my general thoughts about that um, whole comment yeah and I think it's it's interesting I think in general and by no means do we mean we don't think is appropriate because it it also brings into uh, and i've seen other discussions talking about um and i guess i can get your perspective on this also there's the the flip side concept of do you think it is okay for a woman to pursue a man yes you know um and so that's a that's a debate as well i um, mean and i know it can pro- I could see it being frustrating for a woman in a world where some men feel less than a man if they're pursued by a woman, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's some some circles where that's a problem. And then there's other circles where you have guys like this saying, hold up, limit how much you pursue a woman. And then you got people over here saying a woman should be found and they should just be sitting here waiting. Mm-hmm. And so I think I could definitely understand the frustration mm-hmm. because it kind of takes the power. Many of these philosophies takes the power of like what happens from a woman. And it's like, it just depends on what a man feels like doing. Um, sure. Sure. And I think, I think to that point, you just stated something that I think was very important. Everybody's not going to be happy with the decision that you make in life, right? And I think, you know, just the way you pursue a degree, just the way you pursue a career, just the way you pursue other things that you want out of life. If you, if you, if there's somebody that you truly want to be with, you can pursue them, but there's a, there's a very distinct difference between pursuing and chasing, Right. Because pursuing entails that, you know, that other person has some level, some form of attraction or wants to be with you. Whereas chasing is like you said, like it's like is the form of like chase something that's running away from you or leading into a trap. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with women pursuing men. Like if you if there's somebody that like and I tell my female friend, matter of fact, I had a conversation with a friend just earlier today and you know I had connected her with one of my other good friends and you know we somehow some way his name came up and she was like oh you should reconnect us I'm like well you have his number you text him so why don't you just hit him up and she was like oh no what's that gonna look like this and it's like but if he was a man you would expect him to hit you up right yeah and so I guess again it's 
it's on a case by case basis, but I'm a firm believer in don't chase. But if you if you want to pursue somebody, do it in a respectful manner. I agree. I agree. Um, I think, and you kind of brought up B. Simone, and I know I'm not as totally familiar. I know one of the biggest things that I saw about her was, I think she was the one that made the statement that she doesn't want a nine to five yeah. man, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that was there was a lot of backlash about that. Mm. Um, and I don't know why, because I have a nine to five job today. I'm also an entrepreneur, but I kind of understood her concept of mm. what she was saying, right? Um, and I don't really know why so many people had an issue with it. I think she was just speaking to compatibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy because a lot of time, a lot of times opposites attract, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've heard so many stories from people um, that I've just seen in the social media world. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have, like, let me see. Like you have like Kevin stage and his wife, Melissa Fredericks. Uh, you have Tabitha Brown and her husband chance. And a lot of times there are those different dynamics and relationships where usually if opposites attract, there's usually someone who's very, passionate about their job and then there's like kind of like that person who's the dreamer Mm -hmm. right um and so i heard i've heard it described as like the dreamer being like the kite in a relationship Mm -hmm. wanting to go as high and as far as possible Mm -hmm. dreaming bigger than they've ever seen um and then you have the other person who is the string that keeps them grounded and makes sure things are going well um and i know the dynamics of my relationship we all know I love to fly high, right? Um, and so I don't know. I think for B. Simone, I think she has the right to kind of share her preference mm-hmm. and everybody else can kind of kick rocks. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, again, that goes back to the point I made earlier. Everybody's not going to be happy with the decision you made, right? Like I've already told Ashley, by the age of 40, I'm not working for anybody. Like, my, I turned 30, you know, my back hurt a little bit, knees squeaking a little bit, but I turned 30. And if nothing else I've learned from the last couple of years is nobody else is going to make you wealthy. Wealth has absolutely nothing to do with how much you make. Wealth is a calculation of how much you save, how much you invest and how much you create. Right. And so Right now, through, you know, these podcasts, through the various uh, businesses that we're affiliated with, through our jobs, like we're using those resources in order to create financial happiness, uh, financial freedom for ourselves, right? Whereas, you know, my fiance loves her job. Like the work that she does is super impactful. It's super important. And, you know, don't get me wrong, like I, I enjoy my job as well, but it's also one of those situations where I don't want to work for somebody else for the, the rest of my life. Whereas for her, like stability is more so of an importance. Whereas for me, I'd rather take a couple risks, you know, like, again, like maybe I got a baby now, so we ain't about to end up on the street, but like, I want to take a couple of risks because like, there are definitely different aspects of my son's life that I want him to have that I didn't necessarily have growing up. So I think to that point, I don't know if we're necessarily opposites, but we do have bearing, uh, uh, bearing, perspectives on certain situations that's real that's real um speaking of risk taking risk i i I don't know if you guys know this but i laughed earlier i laughed earlier when you kind of got ready to tell the story about the guy who had went viral for saying not to chase women because i thought you was about to tell the story about the gorilla glue (laughs) (laughs) Like, bro, I, I was like, I know he ain't about to talk about that, but I don't, I don't even know. And just, just to be honest, I don't know the story. I heard she, I don't know. I don't even want to tell the story because I don't really know the background, but it's been crazy. Did you, did you kind of hear about that story? So I did. And I actually watched the video that she made. And so the whole, um, 
just to give it a quick snapshot, essentially she ran out of um, whatever mousse she uses for her hair. And so she was like, oh, Gorilla Glue, it does the same thing. And slapped that bad boy on there. And it literally took like surgery to get her hair back to some level of normality. That's crazy. Yeah. And I heard like she raised an amazing amount of money on GoFundMe or something. And it's crazy because I know this is not, that's not a realistic route, but like even the craziest thing, like everything you do, and it's funny because everything, I feel like everything that you do, even the stupid stuff is in God's plan. Mm -hmm. And like that, as crazy as it sounds, mm -hmm. she, she came up. She did. She she became an internet sensation. She came up. It's people out here gluing stuff to their lips and all kinds of stuff trying to trying to emulate mm -hmm. what she created. And so it, I think it's definitely an interesting concept. I know a lot of people, and uh, you know, Clubhouse is a, a huge distraction in this world. Um, but a lot of people thought it was really a distraction to Black History Month and. Mm. You know, a lot of people were upset that a lot of people was focusing on that. I just think it's just content. Um, it's a world. It is, it is. I know I, I wouldn't try nothing like that, but I definitely think, I think she learned from it. She grew from it. And that's kind of all that really matters. And eventually one day, I don't know if it's going to be today or tomorrow, but people going to forget. Mm-hmm. And if she can do the right thing with the bag that she got, she's gonna be straight. Mm -hmm. So how how do you think? Um, do you think? Because I know we had such a crazy summer last year mm -hmm. with kind of the social injustice. Do you think there has been a decline in energy coming into Black History Month and kind of like are people excited about? It? Are people even talking about it, or was it kind of just the election happened and? It kind of went down from there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We live in a very how do I how do I phrase this? Like compulsive. We no, we live in a very fast paced world, right? And by that, what I mean is, uh, let's think about. So it's currently February. Let's think about everything that's happened in the last year, right? We ran this down. I think it was episode two where it was everything from Kobe's death to the fires in California, to the fires in Australia, to the coronavirus, to the racial injustices, to um, the earthquakes, the tsunami. I mean, like, you name it. Things happen so rapidly that, and again, I haven't like to make an excuse, but we don't have the mental capacity to keep all that in mind, right? It just so happens that George Floyd, like, there was nothing... And I want to be careful how I say this, right? George Floyd was not the first Black man to be killed by police officers. He just happened to be killed by police officers at a point where we had over 40 million people out of work due to a pandemic. You had more people tuning into the news. You had a presidential election that was going on. So it was, it, it, it was set up for something that was going to be big, right? And that's why I think to some degree, it garnered so much attention, not only nationally, but internationally. My sister lives in Denmark. And for those of you all who aren't familiar with, Denmark is about 98% white. And they had Black Lives Matter protests in Denmark. Like Denmark is wider than Maine, right? And like they had Black Lives Matter uh, protests in Denmark, in Poland, in um, Korea right? Places where Black people are a very small percentage, if at all any, right? And so I think it was a culmination of so many different things that were going on to the point that, yeah, we're in February, it's Black History Month, but that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about GameStop, you know, reaching record highs on the stock market. We're talking about a sister that instead of using hair products, she glued, she used Gorilla Glue to glue her hair to her scalp. We're talking about, um, what was one of the most recent stories? Like, we're forgetting that Cicely Tyson died recently. Like, literally one of the legends of Black cinema. 
somebody that you know was born um like right before the great depression and has lived through so many different adverse points and on the day that she died dodgecoin was a number one trending um topic on twitter right and so just just putting things to perspective like this person's life got reduced to a cryptocurrency that was made as a joke right and so i think to your to your point yeah i think we're just we just live in a in a world where we're just so desensitized to anything to the point where and Daryl was just making a joke. So um, when I first moved up to Philly, as um, as a student at the university, I have to put in an emergency contact. And at the time, because I didn't really know anybody, and Daryl's like my best friend and the person I, I trust most in the world, I just put him down as my emergency contact. And so now every time there's a robbery or something happens on campus, who gets a text, Daryl? I do. Exactly. Right? And so it's one of those situations where it's like, and it's like, oh, somebody was robbed or somebody was stabbed, uh, was held up at gunpoint. It was like, damn, again? No, like, that's problematic. Like, that should not be something that we're just like, well, there go there go another one. But, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't, it's kind of sad because I don't know how much came out of last summer and kind of, because it, because it wasn't, I, I definitely think it was impactful. I do think the pandemic was a magnifying glass for the world. Um, it made it feel, because we were secluded and because we were home alone, and it made isolation such a bigger thing. And I know mm -hmm. we kind of talked offline about just the increase in mental health and mm -hmm. uh, in mental health issues mm -hmm. just due to the pandemic. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how we move forward as a country. And I definitely. just think as Black people, we, we definitely have to, unfortunately, but fortunately, take our stories into our own hands, mm -hmm. right? And so I think for so long, we've been waiting for the system that has oppressed us to write the narrative. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it's going to happen. If you, if you looked mm -hmm. at even Donald Trump, he had, I remember he had stopped diversity training because they were telling bad stories about America, making America look bad. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so every, everybody in this country isn't ready to face the truth. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know as we develop our families and for our older listeners who already have children, just trying to find ways when we can. I know life is busy and, and mm -hmm. things happen, but trying to find small ways to to kind of impart that knowledge and provide that knowledge to our mm -hmm. children, I think is important. Even if it's something as small as putting books in their room and mm -hmm. when they're bored, you tell them to read a book and you never know what they may pick up. You exactly. Know? And Daryl, I know we're going a little bit over time, but can I can I just bring up one more topic? Go ahead, go ahead. So um, for those of you who don't know, a movie just got released um, last, this past Friday called uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. And essentially the movie um, talks about Fred Hampton. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Fred, uh, Frederick Hampton, he was, a, um, he was the chairman of the Chicago chapter of the um, Black Panther Party back in the 60s, I believe it was. And for so much of our lives, we've been told that Fred Hampton was a terrorist. The Black Panthers were a terror, uh, domestic terrorist organization. But I highly encourage people to go watch this movie. I highly encourage people that are ignorant on the matter or just want to learn more about it to go watch this movie because um, the, the artistry of Lakeith and... Um, uh, Daniel Kalalue, um, my my twin, as most people told me I look like him, like was impeccable because it showed you the struggle and the fight that people were doing at a time where, you know, equal rights weren't even like equal. And still today, and it's so crazy to see that um, today we're what in 2021, that's what 60s. That's almost seven decades past 
and we're still dealing with these same issues. We're still yeah. dealing with these same issues. Yeah, we, we have a long ways to go. We have a long ways to go. And I think the biggest thing that we can do as a community is to definitely educate ourselves, definitely support each other. And so you guys always hear us talk about supporting each other, our businesses. We support our friends and all the all it's the little things I think that that really add up in our community, um, helping build families. So we talk about families, we talk about economics, all these things is going to help um, definitely get our community to the next level. Um, and so with it being Black History Month, I, I definitely challenge people to find out about someone that you don't know in history mm-hmm. and share that with the people you know. Um, maybe not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a daily thing, but at least walk out of this year, walk out of this month, learning about one person in Black history that you didn't know um, and and as you share that information, you may be the only reason someone ever hears of that person. So mm-hmm. uh, happy Black History Month. Happy uh, Valentine's Day to everybody out there. We definitely thank you guys for continuing to tune in. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, like us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, download those episodes, leave us a review, let us know what you think. Um, we're on YouTube at Daryl Devon Studios. Um, so continue to support us and we appreciate you guys. And we hope definitely by now, you know, this is more than just another podcast. So until next time, peace. This podcast was brought to you by Optical Illusions Photography and Media. Let us capture your best moments in the perfect way.